The following podcast contains spoilers and words that my mother would prefer I did not say. We watch it. Hello, dear listeners. If you haven't forgotten who we are, it's been a while, but we're back. We're back. <laughs> it's me, Dave. It has been a while. And it's him, Billy. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. How was your jaunt across the globe? Oh, fucking paradise. Ten days on the sand. <laughs> I bet. It was hot as fuck, but <laughs> cheap cocktails, cheap accommodation. It was, just, it was seriously yeah. about the best two weeks of my life. I can't wait to go back. Nice. Um, nice. Big shout out to... Some of our listeners who were there with me, I know Ian and Paul are probably listening if they're back on on deck. So nice. thank you guys, amazing <laughs> time. I'll see you there next year. <laughs> it's uh, it's a shame that it was you know the worst two weeks in some of our listeners' lives because they didn't have us in there. I know. <laughs> for the first time in six years, we missed putting the show out for a week, and that's my fault. I I had planned to try get something out, but. Geez, life got busy. <laughs> it would have been just like the, those but early weeks of lo- COVID lockdown where people were just sitting in the dark at home <laughs> yeah. not knowing what to do. Yeah. But we're here. We're back. We're in their ears, which is fun. And uh, we've we got some fun stuff coming up. Yeah. I think I think this week's going to be fun. We've got some good plans. And we're going to be recording a Patreon bonus this evening as well on uh, what else we've been watching, and including a movie that you told me was one of the worst movies you've seen recently, Mario Brothers. <laughs> Jesus, that was a disappointment. I'm sorry, Anya. It's, yeah, not your, it's not your fault. <laughs> Well, let's get into this then, because this week we're talking some guilty pleasure comedy films, yep. which was an idea that you you threw up. When you came up with this, was there a film that you had specifically in mind, apart from assuming that Tommy Boy <laughs> would make my list? <laughs> um, not, not really. There are a few that sort of popped into my mind. Um, one of which I think is is on, on my list, but the, um, the others that were sort of bobbing around in my subconscious at the time. Uh, didn't end up making the cut for a top five because other things occurred to me. Um, but, yeah, this yeah. is like, yeah, top five hills we're dying on. <laughs> I found this list so hard to make. Well, you've got a because- bigger ball to draw from. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. But this is exactly the problem with it. I genuinely love so well, that's, many movies. And I that's was like, the well, thing, what? isn't it? I was like, well, what makes it what makes it guilty pleasure? Because I genuinely think these films are yeah, good. No, no, I, so I, I said, don't. I, yeah, I, I don't honestly feel guilty about anything on the list that I like. Yeah. I, it was. It's more things that I know other people roll their eyes at. Deep down, well, I personally a, think I they're wrong the movies- because I think these films are fucking <laughs> yeah. amazing. I ran one of the movies past news and I was like, I don't think that can make the list though. And she was like, why? <laughs> I was like, well, because it's too good. And she's like, no, it's really not. No, that movie's not good. <laughs> There's one that would probably be number six on my list that I know I am in really in the minority on. Even you would question because I know you, I know you think this film is absolute shit. <laughs> well, here's what I ended up doing was sorting my library um, in reverse order of critic ratings <laughs> and kind of scrolling through. And it shocked me because the movies that were coming up, I didn't even have on my shortlist. And I was like, people don't think that movie's good. I love that movie. <laughs> so, all right, let's get straight into it then. How about you kick us off with your number all right, five? I'm going to try and on the fly put these in order from- 
worst to best in terms of uh, my number one is going to be the one that I think the most people think is a pile of shit. My number five yep, will be the yep. one that I think people will go, oh, yeah, it's all right, but really. I've, got, I've gone pretty similar with my list. All right, so my number five, and, and what I think is probably the most popular of these films, is Four Rooms. Four Rooms. I've not seen this movie. It is um, an anthology film um, with four different directors. It's Tarantino, Robert Rodriguez, Alison Anders, and I think it's Alexander Rockwell. And right. it's sort of centred- Decent pedigree. Yeah, it's. I, I, think, I think Tarantino came up with the, the base premise for it, which is um, a bellhop at a hotel played by Tim Roth. And he's- it's his first night on the job. He gets sort of handed the keys. The old bellhop retires and his boss, which is Marissa Tomei, who's offered a party stoned and he keeps sort of calling her through the night um, as she's sort of increasingly drunker and, and more wasted to query various shenanigans that go on. But um, the four chapters, if you like, that are encased in this, uh, four different rooms in the hotel and the s- story of the people staying in those rooms and then Tim Roth gets sort of pulled into these various incredible stories. One of the rooms has a coven of witches who are performing a, a rite <laughs> and it re- a, that requires male semen. So that's one of the chapters. There's a chapter where he gets pulled into this psychodrama be- between a husband and wife played by... Um, Jennifer Beals and David Paymer. Robert Rodriguez segment involves um, Puss in Boots himself and uh, Talisa Soto, I think, if memory serves, and their two horrendous children. Um, and they, the, the, the parents go off on a date, and Tim Roth gets stuck babysitting these two awful kids. And then the final chapter, which is the Tarantino one, has Bruce Willis and. Um, I think Sam Jackson's probably there. He must be. Um, that sounds right. <laughs> uh, Phil Calderon. It's basically a who's who from Pulp Fiction. Um, and he's Tarantino, as is his want, is basically repurposing something that someone else wrote, which is an old Twilight Zone episode called The Man from Tallahassee, I think. Um, the Twilight yep. Zone ones involves it, it, it. Basically, the story is um, it challenged someone if they light, light their cigarette lighter five times in a row, they win a bunch of money. If one time it fails to light, they chop off their finger. And so Tim Roth's the guy yeah, that they right. rope in to say, we might balk at this because we're all friends. So here's the here's the cleaver. You're the chopper. And he's going to try and light his lighter. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's basically just four 20-ish minute segments with this wraparound story of him as a bellhop. It's very, very funny. Um, I don't, for some reason, it just always gets... Along with Death Proof, it's kind of the dud in the Tarantino oeuvre that everyone sort of jokes about. He said, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. of course he made four yeah. rooms. And I'm like, four rooms fucking well, I'm rules. looking at the critical reception now. It sounds amazing. It sounds right up my alley. Uh, 13% rotten. <laughs> yeah. It won a Razzie Award for Worst Supporting Actress for Madonna. <laughs> well, that, that bit's probably fair. She's terrible, but yes, <laughs> it's it's got a great soundtrack. It's got an awesome theme um, song. I, I reckon you'd really dig it. I, I'm gonna check it out for sure. I have no shame. Like I don't, I don't care that it's been critically panned. It sounds right up yeah, my alley, and I love all great Rock. directors. An amazing ensemble cast. 
And yeah, really, really fun. Yeah. So there you go. Right, Four yeah. rooms. All right. All right, kick us off. What's uh, your five? My, my number five is a movie that was introduced to me by a colleague many, many, many years ago, back when I was in TV. Jesus, must have been nearly 20 years ago. Wow, I feel old. <laughs> and um, she was the only person in the world who liked this movie, and she recommended it to everyone in the room, and everybody hated it except for me, and it ended up becoming one of my favourite movies. It's another. It's a brilliant ensemble cast. I don't know if you will have seen this. It's called Chain of Fools. Oh, the name's familiar. Who's in it? So it's from 2000. It's got a massive cast. Steve Zahn, Selma Hayek, Elijah Wood, David Cross, Tom Wilkinson, David Hyde Pierce, Lara Flynn Boyle, and Jeff Goldblum. Oh, shit. And it is it is a brilliant, I think, anyway, comedy. Uh, Steve Zahn is like an unassuming barber who somehow gets wound up into this giant fiasco involving this rare coin that gets stolen. And Goldblum is like this... He's this real greasy motherfucker criminal, <laughs> and it is just so much fun. It's just, it's it's one of those movies where literally you can say like the first line of the plot and then say and hijinks ensue, <laughs> and that's that's basically it. It's like it's all these multiple stories that kind of come together. Elijah Wood is this hitman. He's like I don't know eighteen, nineteen years old, really young, real baby face, and he's this hitman who you know everyone is terrified of, but then it turns out he's never actually killed anyone. It's like <laughs> it's it's absolutely hilarious. It's got some great moments. Again, a great sound track i think that you would dig this film it wasn't very well received and it's not very well known given how massive this cast is but i reckon you dig it i i'd like you to watch it at some point <laughs> it's the name's familiar so i must remember it coming out I'm, I'm sure i haven't seen it because nothing about the cast or plot rings a bell but the name does yeah. so I'm, I'm thinking i've seen it on like blockbuster shelves or something like that because yeah. it, it does ring a bell but no i'm keen it's a great cast how can anything with yeah. Selma Hayek yeah. and David Hyde Pierce not be good? Yes, I know. Oh, seriously, the cast is- um, Selma Hayek is hilarious in it. She's really, really good. <laughs> All right, on to you for your number four. All righty. My number four, I've, I've just realised that my entire top three are probably negative Rotten Tomato scores. So, my yeah, number four- the same. My number four is a musical. Oh. It is called a musical called Cry Baby. By John ah, Waters. Johnny Depp. Indeed. Johnny Depp's yes. fir first musical. I was going to say only, but then I remembered. Uh, Sweeney Todd. Bert yeah, Burton used him. Um, yep. Yeah, this is by far my favourite John Waters film, and, and I am a bit of a John Waters apologist. I like even his sleazy early stuff. I kind of have a, <laughs> a soft spot for all of it. But Cry Baby I, I saw at the cinemas at the – um, much missed Valhalla Cinema in Glebe in Sydney, which was my regular stomping <laughs> ground in my high school and early uni years. Um, it used to play all the weird stuff and it had nice padded reclining seats, which in the early 90s and late 80s was very, very yep. special. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, the, I, I, I love Crybaby. Have, have you seen it? I have. I saw it once a long time ago. I was in college and I was friends with a chick who adored this movie. So I, I did watch it, but I don't really remember much about it. Like, I don't remember- I don't remember disliking it, but I, I don't remember liking it enough to, you know, remember it's anything. Kinda, it it's kind of a, a um, shtick on, on the whole Grease formula. You've got the- 
yeah. the greasers and the and the socias, if you like, in in the outsiders' parlance. Um, although yep. in this, they're the um, what are they? The the drapes and the squares. Johnny Depp's the leader of the drape gang. We um, along with regular John Waters staples like Ricky Lake before she became a talk show sellout. Um, Tracy Lords, fresh from her porn career. Um, <laughs> Uh, Darren Burrows, who you might know from Ed, as Ed Chigliak from Northern Exposure, he's he's in there. Um, a couple of others, and uh, yeah, John, Johnny Depp falls in love with the the daughter of the mom from the local charm school. Meanwhile, singing all sorts of Gene Vincent rockabilly style, <laughs> Link Ray sort of dirty rock songs. It's I mean the music's great. Um, it's really funny. You've got great cameos. You've got Iggy Pop as as his ad- adopted father. It's yeah, hugely fun. It's it, I think of all the John Waters films, this and maybe Serial Mum are the ones where I think the comedy still yeah. holds up and and they are genuinely funny and clever. Serial Mum is um, very funny. I watched that yeah. for the first time only last year. I, I oh, think we put it out as a patron too. bonus. Yeah, hairspray yeah. too. I think the, the, the those three. I think the the satire. Is, is particularly strong. Um, he's yeah. it's he's sort of moved on from his kind of shock, you know, <laughs> yeah. era seventies stuff that he did with Divine, and was still edgy enough that they're very much indie films, um, yeah. but still very very funny. And, and Johnny Depp yeah. is really good. He's really really good, and it's it's yeah. peak Depp when he's like the prettiest person on the planet. <laughs> Might be worth uh, a rewatch for me. Yeah. Right, well, my number four through one, I'm certain are films that you would have seen at one point. I don't know how you'll feel about any of them. Spoiler alert right now, I did not put Tommy Boy on my list because I stand what? by it's too good. It's too good for a list <laughs> like this day. Tommy Boy, there is nothing guilty about that film at all. It is pure pleasure. So- I think, I mean, from memory, I gave it like a three or three and a half. I, 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 I didn't hate it. I, I wanted to hate it because it would have been funny, but it's fine. I mean, I'm not a fan of the fat guy in the little jacket. I think it's t- not, that's not funny, but I like Spade. So, yeah, fair enough. All right. But my, my number four is the movie that I think think is probably going to be the most well-known and certainly the most well-received on my list, I hope. This is the film that I said to Newscott, I don't think this can go on this list. And she said, no, that's not a good movie. It's not another teen movie. Have that's you fine. seen this one? That's a it's genuinely good comedy. It's a good that's parody. What it's a good comedy. That's Come what on, I thought. Come on, News. I, what are you I, talking I, about? I like I like a parody film. I honestly nearly put Scary Movie on this list because oh, I Scary Movie belongs on this list well. ahead of Scary <laughs> Scary Movie's not good. I mean, but the not first one is moderately funny. But not, not another teen movie is a genuine. I think a Absolutely genuinely good parody. Brilliant. Yeah, I, I think so too, and I think especially if you are a, a John Hughes fan or a fan of those kind of there original is so early much in that teen movies. That- There's so many homages. It is. Yeah. Absolutely, just it's it is the one movie I think that makes me laugh hysterically from start to finish, even after I've seen it so many times. There aren't that many movies that like actually make me laugh out loud. Like even comedies that I love, I tend to just kind of laugh on the inside. This movie yeah. gets me going, and I can't. Ex- it's it's the same as when I watch like Auntie Donna. 
There's no reason oh. why I should be laughing. Half the stuff oh, they there do is, is just flat it's out so stupid. But funny. it just makes. Have, have you been Morning watching Morning Brown? Show? <laughs> <laughs> you you got to check out Coffee Cafe. It is. It's so fucking what's, funny. What's that? <laughs> What's it's their new series on ABC, no. Auntie Donna's Coffee <gasps> Cafe. And they've kind of combined- This is getting so off topic. But they've kind of combined what they were doing with, um, you know, Big Old House of Fun. They've combined that with a more traditional sitcom. So, you know, the three of them run and own a, a Melbourne cafe. And it's it's about them running this cafe, but with, of course, their typical surreal Monty Python-esque kind of sketch comedy thrown mm. It's absolutely hilarious. I, so, You've got to check I, it out. I, I maintain Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun is this generation's young ones. It's the yeah, same yeah, yeah, yeah. formula and yep. style. Very similar um, in style, yeah. They're clearly yeah. very inspired by that British kind of surrealist yeah. humour. Yeah. Yeah. But it's back on track, though. <laughs> what we Not talking another about? teen movie. You were talking about a movie that doesn't belong on this list. It's a genuinely <laughs> clever parody. Well, that's all right. With Captain America in it. Through, when we get to the end, I'll go through my honourable mentions because I've got a plenty and I'm sure you'll mock me for all of them. But oh, I, I, think, few. I, I think I found not it very hard to narrow down. Is. Yeah, I, I think this movie is knockout funny from start yes. to finish. I love it. <laughs> 100% agree. Um, yeah, as a, you know, I'm not going to be surprised. I don't think there's going to be much on either of our five that the other person is going to go, that's a piece of shit because we kind of <laughs> uh, like the same stuff. I, don't, I, reckon, <laughs> I reckon my one and two, you might throw the toys out of the cot. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. All righty. Now, I, I, my two and three, I'm not sure on what order to put them. I'm one of the only humans that likes both of them. Oh, I'm, because I know that at least one other person who might be listening likes <laughs> this one, I'm going to put it at three. The only other person that likes my other one has very dubious taste. <laughs> and, and is famous for that. So, all right. My number three is a film that I've loved since I was a very small person. It was produced by the father of what at the time was my best friend. And, and I'm talking, I would have been, ooh, maybe like seven or eight or something. Yeah, um, that, that's the peak time to fall in love with a lot of these movies, I reckon. Uh, <laughs> you know, and it, it is a um, musical, an Australian musical called the Pirate Movie. Have you seen this Pirate one? Movie? No, I've not. It is. I've and, seen. And- I've seen Pirates <laughs> the adult film. <laughs> I have not. I have not seen a, an Australian musical called The Pirate Movie. All right. So, I mean, tell me this isn't just scream. Come off the paper and scream. What could possibly go wrong? This is going to be a hit. It's a modernization of Gilbert and Sullivan's The Pirates of Penzance. Right. That keeps some of the original songs, but also adds in some modern pop songs. Right. And we star well-known Shakespearean thespian Christopher Atkins and who at the time was one of my major crushes, Christy McNichol, and a who's who of Australian TV. So Gary McDonald's in there as the head of the police. But, yeah, so it's essentially it's, it, it's set present day 
where Christy McNichols, a nerdy girl who sort of tags along with a bunch of popular girls, and it's sort of it's it's like pirate festival. It's like a themed party uh, event thing. Uh, yeah, at uh, some seaside um, tourist town, and so they is all it head set down. in Australia. No, it's set in a nondescript place, but you assume kind of America because the two stars are American. Yeah, so um, no Aussie accents rocking around. <laughs> oh no, no, no! Trust me, once you get Gary McDonald and, and <laughs> Maggie Kirkpatrick and people coming up, there's Aussie accents aplenty. But they, yeah, she, she follows her popular friends down because they're all crushing on the the young actor playing a pirate down at the themed thing on on a sailboat which is which is um uh, our young pretty boy and she follows them down her name's Mabel and she's got glasses so she's obviously a nerd and she's wearing a t-shirt when all the rest of them are in bikinis and yeah. he invite he, he sort of demonstrates a you know a pirate sword fight with um Ted Hamilton, who later plays the Pirate King, but is is the other actor, and then invites all of these girls to come out on the boat for, um, you know, out to the to an island for a picnic, and they deliberately leave Mabel behind, so she jumps in a little dinghy and tries to row after them, gets caught in a storm, wakes up on a beach, uh, while she's unconscious, she sort of dreams, the Pirates of Penzance story where yeah. she plays the youngest daughter of the major general and Chris Rackens is the is you know the the young bloke who's been raised by the pirates but wants to get away and so on and they go through that whole story but it, it has so many anachronistic touches that shouldn't yeah. work and in most people's <laughs> opinion really don't but I think it's just genius. So when, when Gary McDonald turns up as the head of the police, when they call the police in because the pirates are attacking, he's a, he's a 1960s Bobby with the helmet riding a bicycle. Yeah, right. And with a truncheon. Yeah. It's like something out of the goodies. When Ted Hamilton and Atkins are, are, are fencing, Chris Atkins loses his rapier or epi or whatever it is. He hears, use the force, Frederick, reaches out. <laughs> It starts glowing like a lightsaber and shoots into his hand. And yeah, Ted right. Hamilton says- I can see that working. That sounds good to me. How did you do that? Oh, I saw it in a movie somewhere. I mean, it's a fucking pirate. It's, 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 it's high echelon stupid, but maybe yeah. because I fell in love with it as a very young kid because my mate's dad had sort of made it. Um, yeah. And, I, and I've seen it so many times. But Gidget Von LaRue- who is a woman yeah, yeah, yeah. of impeccable taste. From the loves Retro this Cinema movie. podcast. Yep, Retro right. Cinema, Gidget Von LaRue, she loves it as well. <laughs> and we have bonded many a time over this film. So, Gidge, I'm sticking firm. It, I mean, I'm not guilty. You're not guilty. No one should be guilty. It's just a great film. But the world mistakenly thinks it's a giant steaming pile of shit. And... Um, but I'll, I'll bring you the DVD when I come down in May. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it. <laughs> Throw it on. Did I mention there were cartoon animals? I don't know. Maybe you I did didn't. Not. <laughs> <laughs> like Mary Poppins style? Like it was like 1970s water babies. He's down with like a diving bell helmet that's not connected to anything, so water could rush in. He doesn't have a suit or anything um, looking yeah. for treasure and has a musical number that she sings while she's up on the boat like pumping air down to him. Um, and he's down there with cartoon seahorses and fish and stuff. 
Yeah. It's, I, Jesus. I mean, I know it sounds good, but it's even better than it sounds. <laughs> so, my number pirate three is movie. one of the films. <laughs> my number three is one of the films that I did not initially have on my shortlist because I just assumed that, much like me, everybody in the world recognized how good this movie was. And then I was scrolling through my list of movies and I saw this there. At a whopping 11% on Rotten Tomatoes with an average score of three. (laughs) But let me defend myself. This this movie came out in 1998. So I was 10 years old when I first saw this movie. Oh, that just depresses me. Please don't don't, don't (laughs) throw out numbers. And I'm the guy who still to this day watches Saturday Night Live. That's right. I'm like the one person. I, I love Saturday Night Live. I watch it every week. Good uh, SNL is great, but 90% yeah. of SNL is fucking terrible. <laughs> it's so true. Even even today, it's real hit and miss. Like, you'll watch an episode. There'll be maybe 10 to 11 skits. You'll have two to three that are really great. The rest, pure trash. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I cringe I still through most it. of it. But- for, 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 like, all of the cringy stuff, and I've never actually watched, I don't think, a full episode. I've watched yeah. stuff on YouTube for years and years. But for all of the terrible things where I go, God, Americans can't make comedy, then you've got Celebrity Jeopardy or you've got David S. Pumpkins yeah. or you've got, got uh, more, yeah. more Cowbell, yeah. you know, the, the, the ones that live on, and they are some of the funniest sketches of all time. That's right. So this film- Came from an SNL sketch, and some people say it should have said as a sketch. I think they're wrong. This film is A Night at the Roxbury. Are you familiar with this film? I haven't seen it because it- Oh, my God. Fucking awful. <laughs> but I know I several I know several people who think it is in one of oh. the best comedies ever made. It, I think, like, I think Wayne, okay. like, Wayne loves it from memory, I think, okay. at, at it, the countdown. Yep. I, think, I think that Wayne and I have quite a similar- uh, sense of humor in that it's it's very broad. Wayne and I both seem like the kind of guy who can appreciate a very very dumb comedy as long as it's well executed, as well as very high class comedy. For me, it's all about the execution. I don't yeah. care whether it's highbrow, lowbrow, as long as it's executed well with the good right slapstick intent. is is great. It's just very hard oh yeah to- yeah. And I think that you would probably hate this movie because I just don't think it's your <laughs> kind of. Style of comedy. It's not my bag, baby. <laughs> it's not your bag, baby. Okay. Well, where are you on Austin Powers? Are you on Austin, Austin Powers? Austin Powers is fucking genius. All three of them are masterful okay. comedies. Okay. Yeah. Well, you might like this then. It's, it, it is very much that era. You know, when like it, it got worse for me, I think in the early 2000s, the world went a little bit Will Ferrell crazy and I'm not oh, a huge fan of a lot shit. of his stuff. Yeah. 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 But this film is absolutely hilarious. It's a, it's literally just the story of these two brothers who like clubbing in LA. Who, who's the other one? I, I can't remember. Chris Catan. Catan. That's why with, with all the A's in it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and it is just absolutely hysterically dumb comedy. It's 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 like Dumb and Dumber in a nightclub. These two are just the dumbest men imaginable and they think they're so cool but it's 1998 and they're effectively still living in the 80s they're wearing these brightly colored kind of velour suits and you know trying to pick up and never succeeding and it's just i love it i it, it still it's, makes it, me it's laugh it's really sounding like a a male version of Romeo and michelle <laughs> 
It, it, it is similar, but Romy and Michelle would never belong on a list like this because that is, and correct me if I'm wrong here, that is a brilliant fucking movie, right? I, I love Romy and Michelle. Okay, yeah. It's, and I, and, I, and I, I, I almost think of it, it's, I mean, it is a comedy, but I don't think of it as a comedy. I just find it kind of a heartwarming, nice film, whereas yeah, like, I get so the sense the humor, this is not. No, the humour in this is nowhere near as intelligent as it is in Romy and Michelle. There's no kind of... It sounds satirical. It sounds like it's making fun of the nightclub scene, but it's not really. It's kind of just a premise for a gimmick. Um, but for me, it works all the way. I, I can't hear the song What Is Love without doing the head nod thing, which anyone who's seen this movie will know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so this is geared specifically towards people in the age bracket that when they hear What Is Love immediately under their breath oh. go... Baby, don't hurt me. Baby, don't hurt me. 100%. Yeah. And it's got a great soundtrack. It's so good. I've, I I mean, I have been meaning to check it out because I keep- And people- I expect you or Wayne to like comedies that I think are trash. And that's yeah. part of why I well, love you, you both. Okay. But I'm pretty- but I, Like I said, my number two- There are one, other I'm people gonna- who- there are, there, there are other people who rave about this and- and. Yep. Sh- Put it up on a pedestal as a as a genius comedy that uh, uh, that I've kind of been meaning for years to check it out. Even though well, I kind I like of think I'm not going to like it, but I would like your take on it. I'd be really curious to see where you fell on it because, like I, said, I don't think this is smart comedy at all. I just think that it's very very funny. I'd be curious to uh, see what you thought of it. I, I I will check it out, and I hope I like it because I think. Uh, there are people who uh, get the sense think I'm a bit of a film wanker, so I kind of <laughs> I, I want to like more things that are perceived as trash because I think it will level out people's perception of me. Um, which I why with it, in, in my opinion, you subconsciously like, you like of trash. <laughs> I think talk, subconsciously that's why I pick this topic. more, and everyone will know how much trash you enjoy. <laughs> hey, I think that's over an eight on IMDb. Um, <laughs> All right, let's embarrass myself some more. Where are we up to? Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of shit that Wayne likes, um, my number two is a film called Your Highness. Oh, my God, that movie is hot garbage. <laughs> I hated that movie so much, and I was looking forward to it. I thought it was going to be really, really good, and it was the biggest chunk of shit I've ever seen. And yeah, I rewatched I it-, it because I questioned oh, the fact that I because the first time dead. I watched it, I had heard nothing about it, and I laughed oh. my ass off. And then everyone slagged it off across the board <laughs> until Rightly Wayne men- so. until Wayne mentioned it like six months ago or something. I didn't think another human liked it. Everyone seemed to slag it off. And, so then, he, and then he mentioned it I, again this week. <laughs> good for him. I love him. I, I rewatched it because I questioned myself. And you know what? Which it's is the right thing to do. even fucking funnier. Re- questioning yourself so is the funny. right thing to do. Rewatching it is not. <laughs> <laughs> Just a and I, bad I, genu- I, I genuinely don't like McBride in- yeah. I didn't like whatever that thing where he, that TV show that people raved about and said was really clever, where he's a washed up baseball star, uh, southbound and Eastbound down, or whatever and down. it is. Whatever. Yeah. I fucking hated that. Couldn't get past the first episode. Everything he's been in, even this is the end, which I think is a, a 
brilliant comedy. Yeah. Um, he's the most irritating thing about it. But the, the the film is so good that I kind of he he fits the character he's meant to be, which is an annoying dickhead. But it, I've disliked him in everything else I've ever seen him in, apart from this, where he's the fucking star, and for some reason it all just works. Franco, who I James Franco normally works. annoys me. <laughs> no, usually James Franco annoys me. He kind of works in this because he's playing a pompous wanker and that's kind of his wheelhouse portman yep. just amazing i don't know how they got, got natalie portman to do this movie Zoe, <laughs> Zoe deschanel i mean talk about i the fucking hate Zoe think, deschanel oh how dare I you hate, you don't like new girl? i hate her new girl was an interesting oh. one for me I grew to like it because I was watching it because Nusk was a fan, and I still maintain that that is not a good show at all. I think that there are enjoyable things it is about it. I love Jake Johnson. Show. I love Jake Johnson. I think there are elements of it at work, but I do not like her. Schmidt is one of yeah, the Schmidt's greatest fine. characters. Schmidt's fine. He's good. He's okay. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I I watched the entire run, and like, don't get me wrong, like I. I didn't that hate Prince my time episode. watching it. I think oh, there are worse God. ways to spend your- See, I think that's the worst episode of the entire series. Oh! I do not get it. There are so many people who enjoy that, and I'm like, that is so easily the worst episode. It felt like a commercial. <laughs> One of the greatest episodes of this sitcom ever. But anyway, we're off track. Not, not a Deschanel. Because, you know, you know, fun fact for you. Did you know that Zoe Deschanel is dating one of my great loves, one of the Property Brothers? <laughs> Way to like just knife your argument in the spleen. <laughs> um, <laughs> and of course, she oh used to God. date Ben Gibbard as well. Death Cab for Cutie. So, I was, yeah, you know, wow. she, she's a, she's, yeah, she's who's, around who's people other, that I enjoy. He's not the other half of her band. Is it, who's the other half of uh, him and her or whatever she and her him? Band is? She yeah. and him. No, it's Which, not Ben Gibbard. Surely you like that. That is so in your musical wheelhouse. You it love comes that. up all the. It's very twee, and it comes up all mm. the time in my like spot of my rec- Spotify recommended because uh, yeah, it you is say, in fuck my wheelhouse. You Spotify, I, s- I hate her. Still don't, yeah, still can't do it. Just not for me, not for me. <laughs> I just, I just don't like you, Zoe. It's one o, one o. Your name is Zoe, and that's a dumb name. <laughs> I think she's probably named after the book, which is an American classic. But whatever. <laughs> Frankie and Zooey? No? J.D. Salinger? Whatever. All right. <laughs> Come on, your highness. He kills a minotaur that, and wears a oh, that's dick around his about. neck. Yeah. I'll just I'll just end this, this number with it. All I'll say is if you were worried that people thought you were too much of a filmmaker and you couldn't enjoy that, <laughs> you fixed that problem. That's not a problem anymore, Dave. That's just not a problem, problem anymore. Problem solved. You're, All right. Your taste- <laughs> in this episode has been more questionable than mine, and that's saying something. And this is only my number two. Imagine how hated my number one is. All right. Well, (laughs) here here comes my number two, and I'm curious to hear what you think of this, because I know that this movie is not well-received. Whatever it is, I'm going to shit on it, because you just were so mean about Zoe Dashnell. (laughs) I know that most people don't like this guy, but you actually already in this episode have mentioned once, once that you like this actor. This is another SNL, as all of my favourite comedies tend to be. It's Joe Dirt. 
Nothing wrong with Joe Dirt. Yeah, there we do, go. Do, okay. You, you do like people Dave not Dirt. like that film? <laughs> that, well, I, you're, you're as shocked as I was. <laughs> I love Joe Dirt. I've always She's done your sister. <laughs> It's even like, for me, it's the little jokes. Like when he's explaining how his facial hair just grows in redneck. (laughs) He doesn't shave because it it, it doesn't grow here or here. It just comes in like this. It's It's just like those little jokes. It's pronounced deer tay. (laughs) (laughs) The amount of times a day I say, life's a garden, (coughs) dig it, keep on keeping on. Like, honestly, I just think this movie is hands down hysterical. Even jokes like, you know, when he thinks he's got the meteorite and it turns out it's just frozen poo. <laughs> it's, just, it's it's one of those, it reminds me of Steve Martin's The Jerk, where it's one of those kind of rags to riches stories, but yeah. just completely absurd, completely ridiculous. Oh, it, it, you kind this, of- it, it, it's, There's genuine heart to Joe Dirt. I, I haven't seen well, the Well, that's sequel, the thing. And, I've, you, and you I'm sure genuinely, it sucks, but yeah. it's- the, the, yeah. uh, it, it's it's got genuine heart to it. You you I kind think so of, too. you've got as an audience member. Obviously, he's a complete no hoper. He's 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 not your in. Your in is through Dennis Miller, and along with him, you start out thinking that Spade's a complete fucking useless moron. But you yeah. come to as you hear about his story and you follow him. empathy for him, yeah. Being like Dennis, the Grand Canyon. Like, yeah, like, like Dennis Miller, you start out, you know. P- Thinking he's an idiot and laughing at him, and you end up caring about him and wanting him to win. Yeah, and and yeah, definitely. That's I think that what's clever about it is that you've got the Miller character there as a, what is he? He's like a radio DJ or something, isn't he? Interviewing him or yeah, doing something. Yeah, like inter- that. yes. Yeah. Um, and you've got that in to appreciate the character without feeling like yeah. you're slumming it intellectually <laughs> because yeah. you're going through Dennis Miller. Dennis Miller's not a moron. He's a clever guy. So you don't feel stupid for liking this character. And I think that's that's a, a, a clever angle that they took with it. Yeah. And I'm a massive David Spade fan. I think David Spade is honestly hilarious. I mean, it's no great yeah. question. I Rules of Engagement was a great TV show. <laughs> oh, Just Shoot Tommy Me. Boy's not- uh, just Shoot Tommy, Me is yeah, one of my Just Shoot Me, rules of, rules of Engagement. Um, Tommy Boy's not the apex of his career, let's face it. But- oh. It's pretty great. Him and Farley. Him and Farley were a good team, man. Fat guy, little Farley, jacket. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's my number two, Joe Dirt. I'm glad to hear that you're not going to shit on me for it. What's your number? No. Are we up to your number one now? We are. And my number one has one of the biggest movie stars of all time in it. And as yep. far as I'm concerned, it is his second greatest role. Yeah. He also wrote the film, which is an added I, I think it's the only thing he's ever written, to be honest. I, I'm not positive, but he, he plays a cat burglar uh, uh, who, along with his best mate, played by Danny Aiello, gets kind of roped into uh, world globe-trotting intrigue where he's being forced to steal all these things um, by a nefarious brother-sister supervillain duo. Um, meanwhile being chased by a ragtag rogue bunch of CIA agents, um, all trying to assemble this contraption that was invented by Leonardo da Vinci to turn lead into gold. You've got James Coburn heading up the CIA agents and then as our star, 
character Hudson Hawk, you have Bruce Willis. Yeah, when you said yeah. the name, I knew of the movie, but I've never seen this movie. I didn't know that Bruce Willis wrote this. He wrote it. He never wrote again because everyone criticised it so much, and he went, "Well, fuck you. I'm never writing yeah. again." So this um, is this is a comedy movie. It is a caper comedy. Yeah. Um, Andy McDowell plays uh, this spy agent nun from the Vatican who is also trying to stop Da Vinci's contraption being assembled. Um, This comedy is fucking brilliant. Right. uh, When I said I think it's his second best role after Die Hard, obviously, I'm not joking. I, I genuinely think this is the second best thing he's done in his entire career, even discounting the fact he wrote it. And I think... It is one of the most original comedy films ever as well. I yeah. absolutely fucking love this film. I'm going to have to check this out. Oh, you! I, I can't believe you've never seen Hudson Hawk, I've, even I've out of morbid curiosity. <laughs> yeah, no, I've never seen it. I actually because haven't heard much about it. I haven't heard about it being bad or good. I just haven't really heard oh, about you, you've it. You've not heard about like it being I knew bad. it was it's, a it's, thing. It's one of those – it's like Ishtar. It's one of those ones that – most people haven't seen, but everyone will tell you is one of the worst films ever made. Yeah, right. And and like oh, Ishtar, I'm going to check it out. Ishtar, I'm putting I'm putting it on the list. Ishtar's not bad either. I mean, yeah, the, the Hoffman, Dustin Hoffman, Warren Beatty film that that's a perfectly decent caper film as well. Um, yeah, but was a huge bomb. But I went, I saw uh, Richard E. Grant a few months ago doing his like one man with a microphone on stage thing at, at the Sydney yeah, Opera House. Yeah. Um, which was great, it's just all anecdotes about his life and stuff. And um, in during the interview, um, they had nap and you could write questions and he would answer them in the second half. And I said, oh, look, I'm one of the few people that likes Hudson Hawk. What was it like working with, you know, Sandra Bernhardt so closely? That must have been amazing. Um, and even he opened it by saying, when he read the question out, saying, um, I'm one of the few people that likes Hudson Hawk. Oh, well, you see, you need to seek medical attention. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you were fucking in it. <laughs> that's gold. It's, uh, oh, that's I, really I re- cannot recommend it. I, th- I think I've got this at five stars on Letterboxd. I, I can't well, recommend I'll, it highly I'm, enough. I'm checking it out then. I'm che- we should do an episode on it is what we should do. Or I'll try yes. watch it before we do our next What Else We've Been Watching for the patrons. Perfect. And we'll, uh, yeah, nice. All right. Well, my number and I'll, one. I'll see. I'll see Roxbury before then as well, and then we'll <laughs> yes, yes, good. My number one, I struggled right. with a lot. This I, I had about five or six films from this actor's filmography in my list. <laughs> you can probably guess who it is just from that. He's does he wear little jackets? <laughs> no, it's not Chris Farley. <laughs> um. Famously, kind of particularly these days, since his I'll I'll give you a big hint here. Since his deal with Netflix, uh, oh God, what have you done? What have you done? Love, I love just about everything this man made in the nineties and early. Oh Jesus Christ! And one thing I'd love to do at some point is a spin-off series where we just go through Sandler's filmography. (laughs) I would love to put his entire filmography in a hat, and each week we just pull one out and watch it no matter what it is because there are highs there are lows there are like but i i, I struggled because i had i had happy gilmore 
on my shortlist. I had Billy Madison on my shortlist. The reason I went with this one really is to stick the finger up at fucking our good friend Jason over at Binge Movies, who recently shat all over this, and it's one of my all-time favorite films. It's Bulletproof with Adam Sandler and Damon Wayans. Have you seen this one? No, but fuck Sandler and Wayans together, I oh can my imagine. God. Exactly, right? Comedy fucking gold. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and, and, and to top it off, it's like an it's a it's an action comedy. So Adam Sandler is this petty criminal, right? And his best friend Damon Wayans. Oh shit! Turns out he's an undercover cop, man. Yeah, that's right. How <laughs> fucked is that? <laughs> Let anyway. me guess. Hijinks ensue. <laughs> Hijinks ensue, my friend. Hijinks ensue. Sandler discovers that his best mate is an undercover cop. His 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 best mate Damon Wayans ends up getting shot in the head. Right, he lives. He's fine. Don't worry about that. And then he is the <laughs> one. What? <laughs> he is the one who has to take custody of Sandler to try and like garner this deal with this mob boss. And so it's this kind of buddy comedy film. But the buddies have kind of fallen out. They hate each other. And you got Sandler doing his typical yelling shtick. You've got Damon Wayans being cool and collected and hilarious as all fuck. Because I love Damon Wayans as well. Don't get me started on Major Pain. Major Pain is absolutely. <laughs> gold star material but that wouldn't make this list right major pain is recognized as a good movie isn't it <laughs> surely major pain is recognized as a good movie isn't it <laughs> i can't talk <laughs> i look no no i i know in my heart of hearts that major pain is a good movie and so is this Fuck off with your, your whatever it is, Rotten Tomato score, 8% or something. Bulletproof is one of my all-time favorite movies, and I rewatch this so regularly, and I enjoy it every time. Because, again, it's got heart. You care about these characters. Well, I do anyway. <laughs> I'm telling you, you should check it out, Bulletproof. <coughs> I will try. At least you did put fucking <laughs> Hubie Halloween or something on. I like that don't, movie. Don't, man. I, I, like, can't, I liked no, that movie. Don't, like, no, no, no. To me, no, that no, that was didn't. a return. That was a return to like classic Sandler form. That was right back to the good old days of Sandler. The only film he's Tell made that's le- the, the only film he's made that's less funny than Hubie Halloween is Uncut Gems. I dislike and Uncut I Gems. I couldn't tell you yeah. which one of those I least want to watch again. <laughs> it's a coin toss. Tell, tell me this. Tell me this at least. You enjoy Happy Gilmore. I need I, to know that. I do, but uh, having rewatched it again last year, it's not the kind of um, slam dunk comedy that I, I, I used to think it was brilliant and kind of yeah. the, the, the rare kind of lightning in a bottle in his career because I'm not a fan of Happy uh, Billy Madison. It annoys the piss out of me. Um, <laughs> but I, I thought Happy Gilmore and The Wedding Singer were kind of the two- I love The Wedding Singer. Yeah. Bits that, and, and The Wedding Singer I still love. Yeah. Um, it's the least- It's sad, got heart sad, to it. It's got good it's music. Got, it's got Drew yeah. being- a, Drew's the, the big win, but it, it, it all works. The 80s nostalgia works. Everything works with that film. Yeah. Um, Happy Gilmore I still enjoy a lot. Yeah. I'm certainly not shitting on it, but it's it's not a sort of five out of five comedy slam dunk that I probably thought it was 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. I just, it's a, just it's a bit, a mo- I, I, Sandler annoys me too much now not to kind of grate on the bits where he's 
being very Sandler. Yeah. If that makes Holy sense. Shit. Major pain is not well received. Ah, but get this. Roger Ebert, who is my favorite film critic of all time, I respect him very much, and he's not just a stuffy old man. He Can gave Major don't... Payne three out of four. Gene Siskel's a, a complete twat, but Roger Ebert wrote one of my honourable mentions in this category. Yeah. Roger so Ebert. there you go. He's, I love Roger Ebert. So he <coughs> gave Major Payne three out of four. I'm all right with it. Good movie. Good movie. All right. <laughs> all right. Do you want to run us through some of your honourable mentions? Yeah, well, speaking of, of Roger Ebert, he, he wrote um, one of mine, which is Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, which yep. I yep. absolutely fucking love. I think it's yeah. it, I think it's genius, um, and the soundtrack fucking slaps. Um, Bugsy Malone, do you remember oh, Bugsy yeah. Malone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not Scott Bayo and Jodie Foster as kids with yep. throwing custard pies and being in a gangster gangsters. Movie. Yeah, yeah, Alan Parker film. Um, um, and again, there, there's a bit of nostalgia in that because that was right when I was a young kiddie that that, that came out. Um, Shock Treatment I had as a, a, I considered the sequel to Rocky Horror, uh, which I, I deeply love, but I'm pretty sure that's got a fairly shit Rotten Tomato score. Um, I had Dora and the Lost City of Gold, which I yeah, think. Yeah, I like that movie. Hilariously funny. Yeah. Can you say neurotoxicity? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking funny. Um, uh, what else did I have? Um, there's a comedy horror film that I really, really enjoy called Society that was directed by Brian Yusner with uh, special effects by the awesomely named Screaming Mad George. Um, it's got Billy Warlock from Baywatch as the main character um, as this – preppy yuppie kid in uh, I think they're, they're in like Orange County or somewhere um, yeah. and slowly discovers that all of the uber wealthy people in the society that he lives in um, literally feed on the poor um, that sounds right up my alley it's, it's, I'm going to check that out replete with some of the best body horror you've ever seen yeah, on nice. screen it's awesome I'm putting that um, on the list um, so yeah I had that I I, I, I don't know how – I, I kind of have a sense that it, people think it's shit, um, but I, I think it's it's amazing. Uh, the only other couple I had, um, one of my favourite of the kind of Zucker Abrams ilk, it was a film called Amazon Women on the Moon. Yep. Uh, which I saw at the cinema and, and thought was one of the funniest things I'd ever seen at the time. Um, and the last one, and I've left it to last because I know you you don't like it, is the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Reboot is fucking terrible. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. That- I went back and looked and I, I gave it like three and a half or four on Letterboxd. Um, and it was because I just – it's literally start to finish, Kevin Smith just throwing Easter eggs at – his fans that no oh, one else look, will get, I'm, and I loved it. I'm one of the I'm one of the <coughs> biggest Kevin Smith fans there is, but it's I not as good as Strike Back. Hated that, movie. but it's no, not Strike a bad Back film. is genuinely good. Strike Back yeah. is a genuinely funny movie. This uh, uh, I've the, mentioned this most is the closest of my- to being in my five. Re- reboot was in my five right up yeah, until right. the end. <laughs> I've mentioned most of my honorable mentions already. Um, Happy Gilmore, uh, Billy Madison, Tommy Boy. I'm a big fan of Biodome. 
Polly Shaw. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's one of the few Polly Shaws that doesn't make me want to pull yeah. my eyes out. Because it's got I, Brendan I, Fraser I in it. It's, it's, yeah. who's, the, who's, the, who's the other one? Um, Paulie Shaw, Brendan Fraser. Is there? Is it just the two of them? Is there a third? I think it's just the two. I know that there's also Encino Man, which has Sean Astin. No, which no I'm, th- I'm thinking of Airheads. I'm thinking of Airheads. Airheads. Yeah, yeah, right. Which has yeah. b- got Bashami yeah. in it. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah, I like that movie as well. Mm. Um, basketball, I'm a big fan of. No, that is not anywhere near this list. That is a great that will- comedy. That's what I thought too. That was that's why I didn't put it on in the end because I'm like, look, I'm not going to trust the critics doesn't here. Like at basketball. All. It's a fucking classic. I love that movie, and I know Steve that Steve Perry. <laughs> like a lot of people, I think have the assumption that it's a Trey Parker and Matt Stone no, film no, when no, it's no, not at all. It's, They're just acting not. in it. But but, but so it, much it has, of it's ad libbed to the. Oh it's yeah, got, it has their style. It's got them it. all over it. It's so funny. I love that movie. So that, that's pretty much it plank for me. of peace. <laughs> All right. Well, th- this was fun. This was good. I liked this. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm dying on all these hills. Yeah. If, if you disagree with us, dear listener, or even better, if you agree with us, let us know. Get in touch Ring and let it. us know what your guilty pleasures are, because I'd love to keep this conversation going. This this was yeah. good fun. Stand up for right, the next stuff you week. love. Shout it from the rooftops. Next week, we're going global, checking out some anime uh, with the newly released Suzume no Tojimori, um, which I'm really excited to get to. It's Makoto Shinkai who made your name. I know that you liked your name, didn't you? I did. I famously am not an anime person, but I I watched that because so many people raved about it and I I genuinely liked it. So I'm cautiously keen. Let me put it that way. I've loved it. All of all of Shinkai's films, uh, Weathering with You, was also brilliant. Also made me ball in the cinema, uh, much like your name did. I'm I'm a cinema crier. Uh, <laughs> he made a beautiful film called Garden of Words, which is quite short. It's only about forty minutes long, but the best animation you will ever see. Like from an art perspective alone, I reckon you'd enjoy watching it. Like the way your your name was gorgeous on a, on a, oh. a. I mean, I haven't seen it in a cinema, but I've got a. Quite a large television, and it looked amazing on that. <laughs> you should definitely check out Weathering with You and Gardener Words as well. But I'm very excited for Suzume, so that'll be that'll be good fun. And then the week after that, we're back into required viewing territory. Yes, um, with some more oh, hidden gem TV shows that the other has to watch. Awesome shit for you on this. This is going to yeah. be a better five, a better five than the first five. But okay. the first five had the magicians, and the magicians is one of the best shows of all time. So <laughs> you can only imagine how good this is going to be. All right. Well, that's the next couple of weeks with us. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at wewatchedthing.com or wewatchedthing at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the handle at wewatchedthing. If you want to help support the show, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash wewatchedthing, and we'll catch you next week. Yeah. And go give us a nice five-star review if you haven't already. We'd love that, and we'd give you a hug. We would. <laughs> You're still here? The, the show's over. Go home. Go. But if you can't get enough of We Watched a Thing, why don't you check out our Patreon page? 
There's tons of behind the scenes content, heaps of bonus episodes. You can get full unedited videos of each episode recording. You can pick a movie for me to do on the show or even come and join me while I talk about it. So why don't you head over to patreon.com forward slash we watched a thing. Go watch a movie.